Hello and welcome to the episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Wyma. Excuse me for my voice. I just recently caught COVID, so I should be over this pretty soon. Uh, but otherwise, I have my very special guest, Ahmet Enes Barakhtar. He is a software developer located in Turkey, right? Yeah. And he wrote an interesting package called uh, Steamworks, which is uh, how to put your... Um, your your Flutter application into the Steam uh, store, which is quite interesting. Uh, welcome, uh, NS. You told me to call you NS, right? So, so welcome to the show. Uh, why don't you give a quick introduction about yourself? Uh, I'm Ahmed NS Swaylaktar, as you said, and uh, I'm a software developer, engineer, architect. Uh, actually, I'm a problem solver <laughs> because. I worked a lot, a lot different uh, industries throughout my career, and thanks for inviting me. No, I'm very happy that we found somebody who is uh, kind of doing stuff with gaming in uh, the community. I haven't reached out to anybody from Flame, but um, why don't you talk a little bit about like kind of like what's your background, right? So how did you actually get started into programming? Uh, I'm computer engineering graduate, so that's where I started. But um, before that, I'm, I'm actually a gamer. So I was always into the computers and I went, I went like, okay, my time is on the computer. What can I do? I can make computer programming. So I joined the university with that mind. Um, after that, I actually started as an embedded developer and, and then moved to the backend full stack-ish uh, development and then switching back and forth with backend embedded stuff I became software architect on the mostly web and after that as, as I said I'm very uh, lovingly playing computer games so I always wanted to make a game uh, so in my free time I always spend time with learning how to make games so just recently I retired and spent more time on how to make games and, and that's where the Steamworks actually came up. Uh, I was um, working on Flame, and I always thought that okay, Flutter is mobile focused. And but uh, if people did their research, they will find that mobile industry, mobile gaming industry, is actually a lot requires a lot of money to uh, make a name because. All these big guys invest a lot of money on the ad adverbs advertisement, and you cannot just compete. Like you need to be very, 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 very lucky. So my mindset was always like, uh, this should I should be making a desktop game. But I love in I love Dart and the syntax, the flutter, the easiness. But um, the desktop. Is, recently stabilized for mostly for Windows basically and I just said okay I spend my time a lot of in Steam and we have a game engine called Flame you know and but how can I make a game in Flame on desktop and publish it I need to have a Steam integration so that's where it all starts uh, how can I make a game in Flame and publish it on Steam now, I'm kind of curious, right, because you and I are both developers. Usually we're writing applications for, for clients or your work or whatever. Yeah. 
writing a game, and in my understanding, I've done a little bit of playing around. It's like totally different type of programming because you have a lot of different concerns. Tell right? me about it. Well, you tell me about it. You're the guest, right? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you about it, but um, it would take a lot of time. Like the titles in a game company, like like a normal game company, is like twenty or more. Like just the development side, like the game side, not the business side, the managing and stuff, HR and stuff. Just the game itself requires 20 or more titles. And there's a, a writing of article about it. Uh, if I can find I can give it to you. But uh, like the artists, 2D artists, level designers, graphics designers, animation designers, these are all specialized and they have their um, learning curve so you can make a good, you can create good things out of them. But uh, game, uh, if you are a single person, like, for example, you are a developer, if you are doing something on GitHub, you, are, you mostly work single. Like, if your package is not that big, you are working sing as a single person in developing that. But being a game developer, like, uh, I'm going to make this game, this platformer, this 2D game, this strategy game, it takes actually a lot of time. You need to find the assets, make the mechanics, uh, find the engine, implement it, combine all of them. It requires a lot of time. Even the assets, for example, you find a tile. You are making a 2D platformer game. You find you find the tiles, but you you need to find a character, and the characters and the tiles has to match. So you need to do a lot of research to make those things. You can make your own assets, but it requires you to learn art. And most of the engineers are not that good artists. Uh, myself is really the Sticky figures even the hardest part for me. Like I can't draw that. <laughs> this and then making animations from that it's even harder. So as you said, the game industry, the mechanics of the game industry is very different and very uh, big, huge, and you need to invest a lot of time on it. Actually, my advice to people <laughs> who wants to make games, learn games, first start in a game company, uh, learn how the flow is and learn the things that come up and learn the things that uh, produce problems where are the flows get bottlenecked and learn of learn them and then you can make a game by yourself maybe and the chance of that being a successful game also is very low although we have the examples uh, it requires a lot of time besides that like i forgot even about like you said the the actual visuals, right? For me, I'm thinking about what you're looking for when you actually do game programming because you're basically looking to be as fast as possible because you have to basically redraw every frame, right? And that's kind of interesting because Flutter is really all about that. Uh, you have like in gaming, I think it's called a tick. I don't know if that's an industry term or some game engine term. Frame. A frame, yeah. But I thought what I'm talking about is like when I say tick, I mean Animation like... Tick. Yeah, that is a frame, but yeah, that's also like what they call like every time like it needs to redraw everything, it's called a tick, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it's where like everything has to be recalculated and then like you say, okay, this is what it looks like at this frame. Yeah, exactly. And if and that tick doesn't actually have to it's not gonna consistently be sixty frames a second. It could be fifty nine point something, right? And then but then like you're gonna get like this number that comes in and you got to recalculate, okay, now the frame is at this fraction, instead of a traditional, like, okay, 60 by 60, 60, you know, 160th, it could be different. It doesn't have to be 160. It depends on your computer speed, right? Your CPU clock, I think. 
and how how you know powerful your game is taking up all your resources and then you're like okay how should it look at this moment right yeah actually um the recent game not recent game, the old games like wolfenstein and stuff uh, when you run them on the on your computer today i'm not sure if they fixed it or not the game is so fast you cannot understand it because at that time no one thought that the uh, cpu speed should be taken into account so uh, everyone is doing that I should be using as much as much as resources as I can because the game frames will drop so they implemented you know that in that way but currently the games actually the game engines actually take this into account and they uh, apply a delta time how much time actually passed since two frames so they make the calculations based on that so uh, it won't get it will get the same experience uh, in every computer, but uh, as a side note, the physics part is different, so you need to change the physics part. You need to think about the physics part as well, because um, physics works not like rendering. It should happen once, and it should yield the result once, but you can uh, render this same image multiple times, and it won't change a lot of things. You can get some small artifacts and so on, but it won't break anything, but in physics world, if you break something in a physics engine, and it, or if, for example, if someone hit you with a gun and you calculated that twice, then you died, basically. But you cannot have that. So the physics engine has to be precise, but the rendering does not have to be precise. And there are a lot of techniques about that, but uh, yeah, that's out of my scope as well. Like. <laughs> game engine people like huge respect for them they are doing a lot of uh, mathematical hackish wizarding things <laughs> uh actually it's funny that you're talking about this stuff there even for games that people play i think have you played serious sam before yeah mm -hmm. so there's actually a bug within serious sam where it's like after you shoot like some crazy amount of oh it's like one million shots or something, then like your machine gun will actually slow down. Yeah, I, I don't know if you ever, there's a video on YouTube that talks about this. Sorry, it kind of came up in my mind. And it's actually a problem with how floats are. So like this guy actually broke down like, okay, what's going on and why is it like this? And then like, because I think maybe you can see Serious Sam's source code online. I'm not too sure. Maybe or if he just reversed it. Yeah. Could be. But anyways, like what I, what I wanted to say was like, yes, making a game engine is very difficult very tricky. A lot of smart people do it. Even smart people who do do it. Like I said, this is this weird bug that happens after like a million shots or something crazy like that. How do you test that? How do you find that? <laughs> exactly. And the first thing, like, I don't remember how, it's probably not a million, but it's definitely a ridiculous amount of shots from a, from a machine gun. There's The weird part is that there's lots of people out there who just play video games and they purposely try to find weird bugs like this. And it's interesting, but uh, not so useful, and maybe it doesn't happen a lot unless you're just blasting away. Gamers actually like like to tweak with the games. Like they play with the game and they tweak it. So, how can, for example, the most efficient tactic available and stuff. They they play with it so that they can find the unfindable, uh, unfounded things. And so, like maybe someone write a clicker on that three Sam put the hero on a place and shoot somewhere continuously and see what happens. Like, gamers can do that <laughs> just for fun. 
So they, it's not like normal apps. You have an app, you have a click button. The things that you can do in an app, normal app, business app, is very limited. You can test all of those things. But the game is actually dynamically rendered, like continuously rendered, 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 calculated every time. And sometimes you cannot know. Uh, sometimes you cannot think, you cannot foresee that this could happen or you make assumptions that no one will do this. For example, Flame uses Forge Box 2D, uh, the Forge 2D packet for the physics, and it, ha it has theoretical limits. Like, uh, if I remember correctly, you can go as fast as 250 meters per second. I'm not sure about the number, but there's a theoretical limit that you can do that. Or the implementations, like, you shouldn't put boxes on top of boxes uh, in a way that the the bottom box is the um, what is the English word for the reverse of the um, heavy light, and you shouldn't put the uh, light box to the bottom because it becomes uh, unstable. So when they implement a physics engine, there are all sorts of uh, assumptions that they make, and if you break that, those assumptions, anything can happen. Undefined behavior. <laughs> Um, actually, so let, let's talk about maybe a little bit about what you were doing. So you were working most on applications, right? Mm -hmm. And then you decided to take a break from working and then go to games. Is that is that what I understand? Yeah, yeah, not definitely. Like I'm pretty sure I will do this. It's not like that as a statement, but uh, I'm searching for opportunities for uh, switching to game development or related to something like rendering and animation stuff like it, it, it should be close to gaming i don't want to work in the business environment uh, currently yeah we, we also were talking a little bit about this i think before the show which is like how how did you actually get into learning this stuff because i oh know actually during the show you just start talking about this like I, I mean because you're not working at a company right now you're just doing stuff by yourself maybe because i think people at home maybe want to do the same thing that maybe don't want to leave their job or cannot leave their job for whatever reason. If I wanted to study how to do games, like what was your path that you took? Uh, actually, it changes from people to people because people's needs differentiate. Like if you are looking after your family, your uh, context is this different than other people. So you have to adjust. But um, you can work part-time and or you can work at nights so for um, for a long while actually i worked at nights like uh, my work was nine to six and i was giving one or two hours uh, break and then working on my steamworks package actually in this steamworks most of the steamworks package the initial version is done at nights like i solely focused on that spent my nights with those because I wanted to see that thing work. I wanted to see a game, just a simple game that has a black box, only black screen, but I can enable the Steam overlay so that I know that my Steam package works. I spent a lot of time, like one, three months, I think, uh, spent that time uh, just to make that, understand how Steam works, how other libraries did that, how uh, Dart works with the FFI and other stuff. Um, but if you are committed, you can make it at night, but uh, you can have other obligations. For example, you ha could have a family. In that case, you have to uh, adjust your work time. So maybe you can work uh, two days a week and or three days in a week and 
the extra time you can spend on the thing you want to do actually and that's how it goes uh, you need to adjust okay uh, but when you're talking about actually finding time to do it but my question is more about like should i learn how to make assets first should i learn about you know like what was the path the learning path actually actually i still don't know anything about how to make visuals so um i'm not sure if you have um ability or if you have um if you know how to draw basically and you have tendency to do it you can start with drawing as well and if you have tendency tendency to coding uh, you have you can actually start with coding as well uh, the point is actually with starting like pick a game engine like godot unity flame unreal unreal may be uh, too hard to start but godot and unity is very easy to start start with something use what you are uh, good at like if you're good at drawing draw something there are tools like Asaprite to make uh, pixel art blender if you like 3d or advanced uh, tools you can do 2d in blender as well just start with it just draw something just write some code that put a box there move it like one two pixels and see how it goes and, and the ideas come up you learn you search and it goes and on and on but the point is to start and you should start with what what uh, with the with using your strength actually uh, there is no single path unfortunately as we talk there are a lot of uh, aspects of the game and you cannot master everything and uh, so you should stick uh, you should be specialized in one and learn how it goes then you can find other people you can um, give uh, money and buy assets basically uh, or you can make your assets and uh, hire people to make the coding for you there are all a lot of platforms like this so it's actually find your strength and start with it and see where it goes how did you start what is your path I'm a coder, so I started with coding parts. And when did I first start? Actually, it was way before Flutter. Uh, I started with Unity, and I find it very complex, the UI and stuff. I didn't like it, so I stopped it. I switched to Godot. And before Godot, I started with Flame. I was playing with Flame, and the Flame was I started I started using Flame with early versions like it was 0. Point something and pre one um, and at that time I was like how people draw how this thing works how, how do you even draw something and how do you even put something how do you even move something and you learn something you add something you change play with it with the parameters with the assets with the whatever you find basically for example the inputs where you press space and you move the box up and that's actually very uh, satisfying to see so you see you see yourself as okay if i continue like this i'll add 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 and i'll learn and but as a comma and a separate thing i'm actually a tools person for example i like doing flame more than making games uh, because when I make a for example Steamworks package I, I make a Steamworks package and someone use it 
the game is only chess by the way someone make a game for it by for yeah, using it by using it and i see that okay i did a package and someone used it someone benefited from it, it makes me happy actually and um, if i make a game i'm not sure if i get the same satisfaction because i never made but uh, knowing other people use it and make good things also very um, satisfactory for me maybe a game as well like if i make a game and people love it i will feel the same feeling probably but uh, it's far far hard to do that so i s- select the simple one currently <laughs> okay that's that makes a lot of sense i think that can resonate a lot of people with your path right kind of seems like you're a little bit more kind of playing around right okay if i do this yeah you probably did a couple of tutorials though, right? Uh, of course. Uh, I, I'm not a video person. Uh, I cannot learn from videos. I get bored or I just forward, 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 forward. Uh, but I'm a, I did some, I did a lot of tutorials. Like uh, how do you even start a flame game? How do you adjust the screens? I have the, uh, the small things. I dive in and try to make things i cannot make so i search and whatever i find i try research rinse and repeat continue research <laughs> yeah but you enjoy making tools a lot more right as you said yeah yes uh, steamworks one of them now actually let's talk a little bit more about steamworks right because i mean you're playing around flame i suppose and then what you 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 thought okay i like to use steam but is there already a package for this and then or like what was like where'd you get the idea to actually start doing this this package flame flutter is a mobile first uh, packages uh, platforms basically so whatever you do it's first uh, thing in the view of the mobile but as i said um, the mobile platform is very hard to uh, get into make a name out of it uh, because you cannot put your game in front of people other companies like big uh, mobile company game companies hyper casual games they invest a lot of money on the advertisement so most of the indie games target the steam and each.io and other stuff and their their uh, platform mostly desktop Uh, and since you cannot publish something to steam uh, currently uh, on the Flutter uh, because there are no integrations with it. You cannot s- publish something to th- Steam without its SDK integration with the SDK. Uh, you cannot publish it. And after the Windows stabilized and after I used the Flame for a while, I decided that it would be pretty nice to have a um, option to publish the game to Steam. Like I make a game at Steam, I can make it mobile, I can make it desktop. When I make it desktop, I need to set up myself. There are no platforms other than each.io that, that is known to me at least. So, but Steam is the number one platform for the indie games because uh, Steam helps you a lot about your uh, product. So it, it will be known other, it will be known by other people. So I decided that there should be something that let me let my desktop application work on Steam and the Flame game is the only engine uh, known as complete engine for example there's a bonfire but it's on top of Flame 
and the only engine that on Flutter is Flame. So I made a Steamworks library that actually works without Flame first. You can make any application on it uh, without depending on Flame or whatever stuff because Steam also uh, publishes applications as well other than games. You can make it. And But other than that, I also made an integration to the Flame so that you can directly just with literally two mixings on Dart, you just add it to the game and it works. And your game is ready to be work, ready to work with the Steam uh, calls, APIs, asynchronous stuff that goes on. You can enable overlay in your game. It's very easy to actually set up currently. But the hard part is um, learning the Steam API. You need to go into the Steam works page, read the API, learn how it works, how do you make requests, how do you send invites, how do you make matchmaking and stuff. I even still don't know most of it because I didn't make a game. But and the Dart APIs for the uh, Steamworks is ready. And also, the, I while doing this, I search a lot of alternatives, like how did other languages did this. For example, C Sharp is the most known um, language for making games because of Unity. And how they make it, how they publish the Steamworks. And I found two libraries and uh, actually two of them make it in a, a different way. One is very uh, Steamworks-like, like the C++ library. One is very um, C-sharp-like and other stuff that he, the, the implementer uh, thinks he did. Um, and I wanted to make a package that works on Steamworks, but in a darty way, though, as much as possible. Like when someone sees it, oh, okay, I know this function. I, I, I resemble with this function, with the names, with the casings, uh, with the all, st all other stuff that Dart provides with the whatever you name it. I just make it as much possible, as much as possible to make it in a darty way. So that's the actually strongest uh, side of the Steamworks. Other than providing API, it is actually in a very darty way. So you know where to look, where to find, where to call. Everything in a separate file, everything in a normal casing in a Dart, every naming, even the capitalness of the text, like after the multiple text coming, multiple capital letters coming after and after. So you you change it to the first is capital letters, uh, not capital. And even I try to respect those, but I'm always uh, open to suggestions. Uh, if people use and make any comments, I'll try to improve. Yeah, I, yeah, I did see that your library was labeled as a, as a Dart package, not necessarily a Flutter package, which is quite interesting. You can also make, a, I don't know, maybe a Steam server application. It doesn't require any UI. Now, we didn't actually talk about your journey into Flutter, right? Did you use Flutter in your previous job or you just kind of ran into it because of Flame or how did you get into Flutter? Actually, in one of my jobs, uh, there was a mobile application to me made and I said, there's Flutter, let's try. And I started to try there, but that application never got published. And when I 
first see that how you make uh, the widgets and the organization and stuff like and the, the syntax of Dart like okay that's that should be it I before that even I made an application on Kotlin for Android so I knew how to compare things like what what Kotlin has what Dart has and what other stuff has and my one of my friends also is a Swift uh, user and I was always talking about things like how this is how this thing is done in Swift and stuff and just it just clicked with me like literally and I just said the flutter is the future I should spend time on it it will come at a place at a time at at some time that flutter is just the norm of this thing and I think it already became like that it didn't take too long time and Currently, even Sony and stuff is uh, investing in Flutter so that they can make applications in their consoles, like a special version of, uh, I think it's called Embedder, to embed some, uh, embed uh, Flutter's view onto some specific device. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, even Sony is working, even uh, embedded Linux uh, people are also searching how to do it on the embedded Linux and stuff. Uh, that's why I think it's the future. It will slowly, maybe even fast, uh, get there that uh, Flutter is the real norm. Yeah, we actually have an episode here from the Nerves team of somebody who actually wrote an embedder for embedded Nerves. Uh, this is quite interesting. Uh, sorry, embedded uh, Linux using like... Um, yeah, anyways, he he goes in depth about what what he did and all that stuff. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. Because yeah, like you said, there is some people doing that, and also everybody knows Toyota's doing that for their infotainment system. Um, okay, so you, you you took a look at it. You said, okay, this is the future. Now, when did Flame come to your attention? Was it like when you're looking at Flutter, or just recently, or how'd you get into Flame? Actually, uh, I was thinking like. Okay, Flutter has this whole environment and it's very fast, like uh, FPS-wise, it's top-notch. So I said, why not make a game to the mobile platform and game engine, like on Flutter? Like it should be very simple because Flutter provides the API for the uh, render box and stuff that you can always uh, calculate the frames and deltas and stuff. So I was thinking, okay, that makes sense. Maybe I can make a 2D game engine on Flutter. And while searching that, I just came up with Flame. And people already did what I was thinking. So that just hooked me up with Flame. And uh, actually, I always uh, wanted to make a physics-based uh, game, like uh, Box 2D and the Force 2D. And I saw the early implementations of the Forge 2 from ported from the Box 2D and I said okay this is also happening like there is a game engine and there is a physics engine for that game engine okay this should be it I should stick with it and in time it will get somewhere and uh, I think you should uh, I know, I'm not sure if you talk with them but uh, you might uh, flame people because they are very friendly and they have a discord uh, and they are very helpful they want to also uh, make their names known uh, so very good community yeah actually i would love to get flame people on here if you do you actually keep in touch with them yeah i i, I 
I can. If you can make an introduction, that'd be great because uh, that's definitely on my list to get them on here. Yeah, I'll send the work. Thanks. Uh, uh, but going back to the topic, right? So, um, Flutter three recently came out. Like, well, recent. I mean, it's hard to say what's recent in technology. You know, five minutes yeah. ago, recent is uh, yeah, could be ages. But um, I mean, they make a big push with gaming, right? Do you know, like? Did that make a, a change in your thoughts or was there something that actually really changed? Because like as an application developer myself, I haven't noticed a big difference. No, I, I don't think. Be, I think it's because of the flame. Uh, flame pushed too much about the gaming stuff. And and after that, and the gaming industry is actually growing. And the mobile part of it is actually growing way more than the other parts. So it's the... Um, it's the logical thing, actually, and because uh, there's a money and it's growing, and you are providing some new engine, and it's open source contributed and it's getting there, and getting attention. So you should you should push uh, to the game industry, and I don't think Flutter made. I don't know, just my, to my knowledge, I don't think Flutter made anything new for the uh, game stuff. Maybe some uh, service, Google services, to make games uh, easier to um, integrate. But other than that, uh, Flutter didn't change much. But the people started working on Flame more, like more contributions, more people are getting uh, giving attention, more people giving help or using it so that it gets more. So the push with the tree of the game based on, I think, play. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like It, it just seemed like when I read the announcement that they're really pushing in the flame, and I was a bit surprised because I knew about flame. I knew there's two libraries, I think. One is flame. I think something's actually built on top of flame. Bonfire. It could, yeah, yeah, bonfire. That seems about right. So there, there was definitely some people doing it, but... To me, like I never could really imagine how you could do it because I'm so used to, I mean, you and I have made applications before, like, okay, you push a button, something happens, but I can never think about how do you keep state? How do you keep this stuff going? It just doesn't make sense to me. Maybe I have to play around and I'll have an idea about how the whole thing works. Yeah, it just clicks. At start, it feels like, do I have to think every frame, the state, like correct it, make it robust, stay the same every frame, but the implementations of it make it easier to manage that actually like you have a state and it doesn't interfere with your state as long if you don't want the render to affect your state basically. yeah i'll have to play I the, and yeah just dive in. <laughs> pretty much yeah I, I did see somebody there's a couple of videos on youtube of people showing how to do it but i i, I watched one for sure and i thought okay this is interesting not too bad but I haven't gone back to it yet. Yeah, actually, Flame a lot of, has a lot of examples. Actually, you can play with those to see how it works. Now, because yours is a pure Dart package, I mean, it works for everything, right? So if I somehow manage, I mean, Flame does work for all platforms, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, Flame works all platforms, but uh, Steam works cannot work on all platforms because of the Steam, because you don't have Steam on browser. Uh, but uh, Linux, Mac OS, and the, the Windows, it's all supports. Hey, there is nothing uh, blockaded by uh, 
Steam works, but the Steam itself, because it doesn't exist on the other platforms. Yeah, that's the one thing that really annoys me about Steam is like every good game I want to play, and I have a Mac, I cannot play unless I go into VMware or dual boot. So at least I can solve that issue. Actually, it's the developer's uh, responsibility to make that, <laughs> not the Steam's. So. <laughs> no, no, I know that. I'm no, no way am I blaming Steam because I know Steam supports even Linux. I think, actually, no, they dropped support for Linux, didn't they? No, actually, the Proton, with the Proton stuff going on and Steam Deck stuff, it, Linux get a lot of, get way better, basically. And you can even, there, there's a Proton DB site, you can check the game, if the, how, how the support is for that game. And you can see, should I buy this game or there are configurations you can change to make it better and stuff, people sharing on that site. So the Linux support is getting better and better every day, thanks to Steam, because of the Proton. Okay, because I, I could have wanted that Steam dropped the dropped Linux platform a couple of years ago, but maybe I, I remember wrong. Yeah, Steam Deck is on working on Linux. I think it's Arch. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. Okay, so yeah, so basically with your package, if I make a game with Flame, I can distribute it wherever, except for a browser. But then browser, I mean, it's easy to show it up on, you know, S3 or whatever. The mind is actually, you are making a game with Flame and you support every platform. And for specifically Windows, to, uh, you want to publish it to Steam, you can just put some platform, Windows, use Steamworks and other stuff. You just, you just get add extra uh, with the Steamworks package. Basically. Now, do you know how many people are approximately using this package in production? I mean, I did see at least one person said they're using it. Uh, I, I just know one person, <laughs> actually. Um, I'm happy to hear other successful or failure stories as well. And I recommend people to use it and give feedback. There are, there could be some bugs because I haven't made a game with it. And uh, there are just one example in the repository. Uh, but other than that, uh, I, I'm not sure how many people are using it. Now, that one guy who did use it, though, is he really happy with it? Like, did he make his life easier or any kind of, what kind of replies did you get? Yeah, actually, he made a PR uh, about it. Uh, that shows the show that adds a showcase section to the README file, so I think he is happy because it made that package made it possible. Uh, I I also asked him uh, if you have any suggestions or feedbacks uh, or if you think there are bugs uh, that there are things that doesn't work. Uh, please uh, give a feedback so I can change it. But I received none, so I think everything is cool. <laughs> and uh, um. Maybe in the future, with people using more and more, uh, things will change. Now, what's your next step, right? Are you going to continue on like learning Godot and learning, playing around with Flame? Or do you have another idea that you have for a tool that would be good for uh, another game engine or more on Flame or Steam? Or what's your kind of next move? Uh, currently, actually, I'm working on another tool. Uh, I, actually, this tool was... Uh, I was working on this tool before the Steamworks, then I stopped for a while because I wasn't making games. And then after the Steamworks, I decided to jump back in again. Uh, the tool is there's a tiled editor 
map editor that makes you uh, 2D flat tile map basically lets you make a tile map and you can make uh, you can use animations in there you can make maps in there uh, you can make a, you can there are terrain tools that make lets you easily make a map and all that stuff and I want and there is actually a package um, that flame has a flame tile that actually support uh, gives this support but I find it find it a very um, not co complete enough basically uh, so, and I wanted to um, expand it uh, enhance it in a way that it automatically creates the physical world as well like you have a static world on the tile that created on, on tile there is a file that corresponds to it load that file and automatically create the static world on that file and this package uh, basically helps you do that uh, it automatically traces every there's an object called in the tile like automatically traces every object and connects them if they are one-to-one uh, -one matching with the edges and automatically traces the world and creates a static um, chain shape on the force td so that your world is automatically ready after you draw it there and i'm actually currently working on this package and in this package is actually consists of two package one is the parser of the file and the other is the integration part with the flame and that's my current topic okay uh, when will this be released currently there is a already a version 0. Point something and alpha states and working but I am expanding it to support isometric drawing as well and stuff and I'm not sure how when will it end and also the TMX file format support both XML and JSON and I, I'm currently supporting on XML I am also planning to imp uh, implement JSON support and after those stuff uh, the tiled uh, integration is actually almost ready uh, there, there are things that can be added as a future, new features like uh, if you can make assumptions like in if I do this on the tiled side and this should be automatically converted to the uh, flame side uh, those assumptions can be made but I don't want to make those assumptions by myself uh, I don't I, because I'm not experienced enough in the gaming world so that I can make okay people probably use this like this so I will s stop at some point that the word generation automatically create you know, pulling the tiles and sets and drawing stuff the static world and then after people if people start using it and if they come up with the ideas I'll implement that okay sounds good uh, I think we're approaching the end of our time over here uh, I have another meeting after this is there anything else that you want to let people know about maybe how to follow you or anything else you wanted to, to say before we sign off uh, you can follow me on github and other than that I use Twitter some time but I don't have social media too much and reddit as well uh, and the name is aeb-def uh, other than that please if you are curious about Steamworks use it I wanna see flutter and flame and be known 
engine for the Steam games. Well, thanks for, for coming on. And uh, I'm really appreciative that you're working these kind of packages because it's without people like you working on these kind of things, even tooling, it's very important. People always forget about the tooling. But that's actually what makes Flutter great is the great tooling we have and all the packages we have. So really appreciate that. Thanks for the help. And I'm happy you're working on the tool. So looking forward to all these things coming out. Thank you as well. See you, everyone.